hey guys, welcome to like, you know, this podcast and all, you know, um, my name is like infamous Afro and I've got two studs with me as well. So, you know, we're going to get that. Oh shit. (laughs) Hey everybody, Reese did the intro. (laughs) (laughs) And roll music. That was amazing. How's it going, fellas? <laughs> it's going pretty well. How are you? We are so good at starting podcasts. <laughs> I think we do a really good job. At we it. do. Right? I agree. Yeah. Oh. Congratulations to uh, Mr. Uh, Tuton for being employed again. Oh, thank Hey-o. you. Thank you. Back amongst the uh, the the working dead. Yeah, ain't Welcome back, truth. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy, though. It's better than the non-paycheck I've been getting, so mm-hmm. it's all good. I mean, if you're going to stare at a screen for, you know, eight hours a day. You might as well get paid for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. My eyes felt like they were going to bleed today, but it was all right. <laughs> <I got that. laughs> and it's only Monday. Oh. It's, That's, it's really Monday. it's really just a continuation of Friday, but hey, you know, <laughs> part two, it's nightmares only happen. Monday, man. But one thing I did get accomplished, <laughs> I finished Haunting of Hill House this weekend. Nice. How was it? It was really good. You know, I did not expect to be crying like a baby at the end of it. Really, man? Like they did some things to my emotions. I don't know why they needed to do that. To my That's emotions, really rare like, in a horror property. I know. And I think maybe it was because I felt so vulnerable from all of the scary shit, you know? Um, yeah. And then and then they just dropped all this, like, emotional, like, moral narrative. Mm. And it was just like, oh. Interesting. It's too much. So that was fun. Apparently there's going to be a season two. Yeah, nice. Which I'm curious if it's going to be, like an actual continuation Mm -hmm. of, of this, or if it's going to be like a different story with like a different house. Kind of like the way they did with American horror story. Right. It's just, yeah. 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 Um, or maybe they, you know, go back and, and tell some of the stories of the previous tenants that lived at the house or something. Oh, that that. would be cool. So I, without dropping any spoilers, because I I do plan on watching this, it sounds like from what you're saying, there's, it's not really possible to continue with the characters from the first season. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. I'm just not totally sure how they do it and make it entertaining. Ah, okay. I, I feel like if they were to do that, it would definitely just be beating a dead horse, (laughs) you know, unless it was like. I yeah I'm not I don't know I mean there are ways there are ways that they could do it I'm just I'm not sold mm, on that idea okay but there are things I think they could do that could be really cool okay so I might do some research since they've announced a season two and see uh see what what the plan is or if there's a plan and, and then uh, I started oh oh go ahead go ahead what's this airing on oh this is on Netflix hmm. It's one of their originals, which I, I would like, if you guys do watch it, 
look, watch, watch the intro. Mm-hmm. And then think back to Daredevil and tell me if it is not the same motherfucker. Because Dude, <laughs> it's just all opening credits are Daredevil opening credits now. I, it's, it's, it's like that one that won an Emmy, right? Daredevil for the opening mm-hmm. credits. And now, like every show that comes out that has a darker atmosphere has to have the same, like the the credits all feel the same now. It's that yeah. same vibe, right? Oh yeah, it's like it's it, it could be the same show if they right. just you know put red tint over everything. <laughs> like it's just that's that's all they need uh, to do, and then boom, it's the same intro. But but whatever. Uh, apart from that, it was really cool. And then also on Netflix, I started watching October Faction, mm. which I'm not sold on yet, but it does have some Buffy vibes that I kind of enjoy. I do um, like Buffy vibes. But uh, man, some of the writing is pretty bad. <laughs> I'm only on the first episode, though. So like I I'm I'm giving it I'm probably just going to watch the whole thing, but. Right. I give I give new shows a three episode minimum, like barring certain. So there are some shows that I get five minutes in and there's something that bugs me so bad that I'm like, nope, no, nah, you can't do it. But that's that's a really rare occasion. For the most part, if I'm going to watch a new show, I give it three episodes. And if mm-hmm. by the end of the third episode, it hasn't hooked me, I don't feel the need to continue. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. What are you watching, Reese? Oh, the new season of Fargo. There's a new season of Fargo? And this has Chris Rock, right? Yes, it does. Oh, oh shit. I've, oh, I've shit. seen, like, commercials for it. But I, I haven't watched the other seasons of Fargo. So yeah, I kind of don't need to. Okay. Are they all standalone? Fargo? Yeah, they're pretty okay. much all standalone because they're all different types of things that happen like real stories that happen in these towns to these people and these crazy, mm-hmm. crazy ways to go about it. But, uh, hands down a really good season series. I really didn't get started until like probably this year. Like I, uh, st- a friend of mine was advising something new to watch mm-hmm. and yeah. I checked I- out Fargo and I was just like, God, uh, okay. Like I see why this is so good. I, can't believe that I've been missing out, but it's it's like the movie. It's pretty much almost like the movie in a sense. It's kind of that dark, got right. a little bit of that dark comedy to it. Either of you guys ever watched Castle Rock? Heard no. of it, but I have not. I have been. I've had this on my list to watch for a while now, based on another friend's recommendation. I'm a big Stephen King fan, and Castle Rock is supposedly kind of a more tellings in the same universe that kind of tie a lot of his stories together uh, that take place in the town of Castle Rock, which is like probably a third of his books. I don't know why I haven't started it yet. It seems like it should be right up my alley. I'd, yeah, it looks like it's I'm on Hulu. So, yeah. It's a you Hulu should. original series, even that too. So. Yeah, yeah. I did watch Scoob this week, the new uh, Scooby-Doo remake. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. (laughs) It was, uh, it was, it was bad in that way that is so self-aware that makes, that makes it good. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the movie literally makes fun of itself all the way through. I I knew I was going to love it when after the goofy opening sequence, which is um, 
Shaggy as a child meeting Scooby-Doo the puppy. Then they roll the original, like, 1970-whatever intro music. Like, complete with... They've updated the animation, but it's it's the old intro. And I was like, okay, perfect. I'm, I already love this movie. It was a lot of fun. The cast was great. Marky Mark as the Blue Falcon. I kind of changed my mind about him as an actor, actually. Uh, he was he was actually very entertaining. I didn't even realize it was him until like halfway through the movie. <laughs> then suddenly that Boston accent hit. We're like, wait. Actually, it was it was it wasn't. He actually kept the accent down. I have to say, and I think that's what threw me. But he does this thing with his voice where he 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 goes up an octave and he talks like this. And this is thing that Marky Mark does. It's pretty specific to his speech patterns. And Man, and. I- I Blue thought Falcon. that's how he sounded all the time. <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. And he slipped into that. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, that's Marky Mark. Sure enough. <laughs> Zach Efron as, uh, as Fred was hilarious. Like, truly hilarious. And one of my favorite comedian actors, Bill Hader, as Shaggy, was fantastic. And of course, they got our guy, uh, Frank Welker, back as Scooby, because who else could play Scooby, right? Yeah, I mean, if you can get the original. Well, I'm Bill assuming Hader's that's the original, is it? it? Bill Hader's awesome. Bill Hader is awesome. He was a really good Shaggy. <laughs> he seems to be know how to play many different types of roles like that, especially with his voice. Uh, he has that show. I've been meaning to check that out. I can't remember what it's called, though. Um, Barry. Uh, Barry, yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I have not watched really Barry good. yet. My wife is... She swears by it. So that's another one of those that's on my list that I haven't gotten around to yet. Yeah, it's on a stream. I don't have the streaming service. So, yeah, it's just so sad. What's <laughs> it so on? I, I can't watch it. Is it uh, a- Amazon Prime or? Uh, I think it's an HBO show. So it's on oh, Prime, but oh, it's oh, with oh. HBO as well. Gotcha. Actually, a friend has... of mine just gave me his HBO. Nice. That's right. I just remember I might actually that. have to check that out. I always forget that I have HBO. Mm. Like I got it to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> and then <laughs> you a decision I'm sure no one here. regrets. <laughs> no, I'm you know all ultimately uh, looking at the series as a whole, I didn't I didn't dislike it. The ending was weird. But the ending was whack is what the ending yeah, was. Yeah, it was kind of whack, but I also like binged all of it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like from start to finish, it wasn't as big of a letdown, I think for me as it mm. was for like so many other people. And I get it. I get it. You dedicate 10 years of your life to, <laughs> to you know, a series you want to see it like done. Well, ideally, um, ideally we would have liked a better ending. I think I, I feel like Hollywood is forgetting how to end series arcs seems like shows used to they used to write endings for them and they would end well and these days shows that don't get canceled and actually do get to end their arc you you get this feeling that the the writers and the showrunners didn't know where they were going to end the show when they started it and that's to me is always a mistake i feel like but you should know where your arc the is books, go. though yeah 
And then they, they couldn't follow the until they couldn't follow the books, and that's kind of where it, it, I felt it just started well, going the thing really is, terribly. I mean, it's not like they were making it up. They they got with George Martin and said, "Okay, hey, look, we're going to make this last season. You have to tell us what happens." And he gave them the Cliff Notes version, and apparently they they were like, "Let's give them the Cliff Notes version." Yeah, <laughs> uh, they didn't feel the need to flesh it out at all, or. Make it interesting or explain at all why characters that they've established over X number of seasons are suddenly acting exactly the opposite of how, like, we've been taught they would act. It just, eh. yeah, it was it was rushed. Thumb, thumbs there was, down. There's a lot of rushing there. So anyway, I guess, um, you know, then I kept it because I wanted to watch his dark materials. Yes. But then I was like, I want to read his dark materials first, mm-hmm. which I did. But then I feel like I need to read the second and third books because the second one is included kind of in the season. Mm-hmm. If, if I understand correctly. I don't. Either way. Shit. I don't whatever. remember. It's been so long since I read the books. I'm probably yeah. just going to watch it because I want to watch it. Tell Refresh my memory, and I'll probably cut this because I don't want to spoil anybody who's listening, but refresh my memory. Where does the first book end? Oh, I don't think we need to cut that. Um, <laughs> the the uh, first book ends with the daughter and her dad. Lyra, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Going through the gate thing or portal or whatever to another world. And then it picks up the next book with her on another version of Earth. Right with a boy from what might be considered our version of Earth. Right. And then kind of continues on from there with them kind of... But that's in the second book, right? Yeah. Because I don't think we see any of that in the first season oh, don't we? of the show. No. Well, pfft, shit, then I'm going... I'm I, just I feel like, I feel like the show... The first season of the show wraps up shortly after the Battle of the Bears. Mm-hmm. And then... It might even end with the portal. Well, all right. I'm going to watch it it's, and I'm going to report back. Did you ever did you watch the the movie that came out? No. Some time ago? The Golden Compass. The Golden Compass was yes. so There was a disappointment for for anybody that enjoyed the books. I feel like it was a disappointment. I feel like the show is really doing the right the writing justice. Okay. Uh, and I'm with that. And I didn't think I was Going to like, I didn't think I was going to like Lynn Miranda in a part that was, I I, I had the character envisioned differently. Oh, I mean, he plays, he he plays the guy with the the, um, American, right? Yeah. 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 With with the hot air balloon. With the hot air balloon. Yeah. I'm excited to see that also. He was so good. I didn't expect him to be that good. I need to stop doubting Lynn Miranda. Yeah. I think that's, you know, maybe just a. In general thing for everybody. <laughs> the guy's talented. <laughs> and Weird Al likes him. So I mean that's that's really all the endorsement a person should need. Yeah, if you're gonna get if you're gonna get a Weird Al endorsement, you know, that's you're you're pretty sold at that point. You ever see the video of uh you know Weird Al did his Hamilton polka that's like a, a mashup of all the, the music from Hamilton the musical? Right. Have you seen the video of Lynn Miranda reacting to hearing that Weird Al version for the first time. No, I have it's not. It's fucking charming. You should look it up. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do that. 
Sounds wow, like we so really, much fun. We really went on a tangent there. I feel like tangents one hundred and one, folks. Yep, right. But that's but that's kind of what I'm gonna throw out one more show. I'm gonna see if you guys seen it before or even read the books. Mm. Do it. The Expanse. Oh, I've I have. Part of I have watched first... so much of Expanse, and I love it. And it's so great. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, but it's like, all good. I'm glad you brought that up because I've been looking for people to talk to about that show. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm having a hard yeah, time dude. getting into it. Like I made it like three or four episodes in and every human being on the planet is telling me, no, just keep watching. Just keep watching. You need to watch this show. Uh, I'm really having a hard time getting um, into it. It does start slow. A friend yeah. of mine, went to, I, in, I was in Kansas City hanging out with a friend. And uh, I was like, he was like really hell bent on making me watch The Expanse while I was down there with them, uh, with him and his Captive girlfriend. audience. Yeah. And so I was just like, as I was watching it and the first episode, I was just like, man, you know, where, where are we going with this? And they're like, dude, just calm down. And I'm like, you know what? I'm impatient. This is just what, what's going on. Like, I need answers already, and it's only episode one. Yeah, um, no, that's ep- that's kind of how I felt about it. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm three, four episodes in, and I don't quite understand the universe yet. Uh, dude, dude, okay, it's a lot of real, setup. I, I was lot. down there for yeah. about five days with my uh-huh. friends. I wa- ended up watching three seasons of this fucking show, <laughs> and it was good. It's so yeah, good. It, it's, it's really just, good. It's my. It, it, I wasn't running with it for a while there, but it picked up. Everyone who's like in it, I actually enjoy. Like their their acting's really great and stuff. Yeah. Into what this show provides on a science, like on a, uh, a sci-fi level, it's just kind of mind blowing. It's kind of messed up in a sense, but it's like, you know, it's good. Like it's mm. really good. Like I, I highly advise well, anyone to watch that series. That's a hell of an endorsement. I might yeah, have to yeah. give it another try. I'm going to go ahead and second that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, there's, I guess to your point, a lot of political setup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the part that kind of lost me. And also there's this like setup of the kind of private eye character that we get, you know, a lot of. He really. Um, yeah. He was kind of boring me, too. I like the spacey stuff. Yeah. You got to just it, it all comes together. Just got to ride it real out. well. You got to ride that out, though. Yeah. The, um, I believe I, I will say with you on that, Josh, um, that. I was just like questioning everything and they're like, calm down. And I was like, <laughs> I just watched this. what is going on? <laughs> I did like the, the, the one thing I did like was they had this kind of sub race of, uh, you know, these characters that have never been in an environment with gravity before. So mm-hmm. like their bones are longer and their joints are weak. And I, I found that like, that's, like that's something that someday humanity is going to have to deal with. And I kind of grokked that whole thing and it, it, it grounded it in sort of a reality for me, which is with, you know, that kind of, it's, it's a harder kind of sci-fi, right? It's not Star Trek. So grounding it in reality like that for me is important. Uh, I guess I just need to get over the, the parts that aren't as entertaining for me. Yeah. That, that yeah, actually okay. plays a really big part. Mm-hmm. Not just politically, but, um, you know, also physically with different characters. Sure. 
Yeah, it's fun. It's it's a very well thought out series. Right. And on that note, <laughs> we're going to take a break. Reese, do you ever listen to Quelle Chris? <laughs> I um I don't I'm not sure if I like his work or not. Fair enough. I felt that way <laughs> like that I th- because he I thought, rolls with an he rolls with another artist named uh, Jean Grey. And Jean Grey, I dig yeah. her. Jean oh Grey, yeah. yeah. Well, he's married to her. They're married. You know oh, that, right? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Did, have you listened to the album they put out together? No, because I can't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so he put out, like, he recently put out an album with, yeah, with this her. guy named Chris Keys. Yeah. Um, called Innocent Country 2. And the first time I listened to it, I really didn't enjoy it. God, why, why are we talking about this? Wait, you we're back. Bitch. Never mind. <laughs> So I I listened to it the first time and I just context bitch we're back. We're back. Well, whatever. They 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 know what we're talking about because <laughs> it's it's on record. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going back anymore. We're just we're yeah, apparently we're just forward. starting when we start naturally and then <laughs> and then we remind the people that we've come back when it happens. That's right. In case they didn't notice. <laughs> I mean, maybe they t- had to take a bathroom break. Or maybe. <laughs> so, Innocent Country 2. I, I didn't know how I felt about it. And then I listened to it again. And I still didn't know how I felt about <laughs> it. And then the other night, I, I took a, a walk to the studio. And, you know, it was pretty much the length of that album. And I'll be goddamned if I didn't love every fucking second of it. Hmm. And it was a weird, like, I don't know what clicked. Like, I finally just got it. Like, do you think the context of, like, walking through the city while you listen to it maybe added some flavor or? Um, I mean, that could be it. It could also be because, like, it gave me an opportunity to actually pay attention to, like, what was being said. Sure. Because it's pretty conceptual. Mm-hmm. And some of it is pretty fucking weird. But some of it is really, really stellar. Understatement of the freaking year when it, you talk about that, dude. <laughs> the production is really good. And I've had the song from the album. It's called Sudden Death. Stuck in my head for a couple days now. Hmm. And the video was great. It's really just them like driving around and everybody's dead but Quelly Chris. So like everybody's just like flopped in the car like dead and he's like driving or chilling in the backseat dancing or whatever and uh it's neat i guess i'm endorsing i'm endorsing that video i might then uh, i might it might pique my interest to just at least look at it you should also while we're on videos that he's in and and bringing this full circle to the gene gray quelly chris album that has a whole bunch of comedians in it. Like just that do really small clips. It's uh 
amazing. I, I don't remember the name of it. I'm going to look it up. It's purple something. And um, it has, it's like weird, conceptually like just weird still lifey photos that they're like reenacting and then like rapping while like trying to stay as still as possible. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but then at the end, Hannibal Buress shows up. It's just like ruins the whole like vibe of the, like what they're doing, you know, and it's um amazing. It's kind of what Hannibal does. It's absolutely what Hannibal does. Um, but I love uh, Hannibal Burrs. It's yeah, it's it's really fun. <laughs> it's gold, purple, orange is what that song's called. Hmm. Yeah. So check that out. Check both of those things out. And while you're at it, you should check out. Dragon Ball Do Rag by Thundercat because fuck yeah, I've been listening to that every day. That's such a good track now too. Because <sighs> Thundercat's so great, and that video is hilarious. And the song yeah, is Thundercat's really good. Whole thing's good. Whole thing's good. Well, as we're talking about music, if you guys haven't, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Kenny Hoopla, I might be like late to the party on this one because somebody just pointed him out to me the other day. Nope. Kenny Hoopla, fucking talented guy. Who the fuck is Kenny Hoopla? Uh, look up a song called How Will I Rest in Peace If I'm Buried by a Highway. Oddly, the first song that shows up on mm. YouTube. Okay. It is one of the best pieces of popular music I've heard in a long time. Okay. Really a lot of fun. Okay. And uh, so it was something we were talking about just before the show, and I'm just going to throw it out here as well. If you're into, like, real, like, punk, like, just trashy punk music there's an australian band that's been around for a while called the chats well worth a listen nice never heard of them Mm. check them out i mean if we're gonna get foreign i'm gonna throw out one that i've been listening to too Uh, there's this band called tricot that i've really liked they're this japanese all-female kind of like heavy math rock Mm. um and they're amazing I I can't say enough about it. I really enjoy it. Um, Tricot? Every, yeah. T-R-I-C-O-T. Okay. Um, And the album that I have been listening to a lot is called Three, just the number three. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's great. Hmm. It's very tight, like really technical, super solid. Everything is just really, really on point. Mm-hmm. And I, I dig it. I also have no idea what they're saying, which probably makes a lot of it a lot better. Because that always ruins popular music for me. Indeed. <laughs> a lot of music for me here in America. Um, <laughs> yeah. Knowing what they're saying. I've been uh, checking out a guy named Odyssey. Okay. A rapper. Mm-hmm. Named Odyssey. He had just dropped a new album called The Odd Cure. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's pretty uh it's a ep though so it's a kind of a short album but it's definitely a really good one that came out this year and stuff uh dude's more on kind of a slightly positive vibe he really doesn't he hasn't cursed in many of his albums not for a long while anyway he he does have another album that or a few other albums where he does curse but there is still just not terrible and there and he's uh pretty heavy in his context when it comes mm-hmm. to his rapping too so I would uh, throw that name out there because he's, yeah, he's like probably one of my favorite artists currently going. So nice. 
Nice. Open Mike Eagle has a new album coming out. Yep. Which I'm gonna plug because you know Mike's dope. Yep. Uh, called Anime Trauma and Divorce. <laughs> and um, that sounds like a very personal album title. It sounds like it's gonna be a really personal album. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, he's doing a live release on 10:16. Okay. Which is a Friday. Which is the same day the album drops. Nice. Um, and you can get online tickets for it. Hmm. For pay what you want. Really? Apparently. Neat. So I'm plugging that too. Yeah. Because Mike's dope. So Mike go, is dope. Go support Mike. Go support Drive Time, or rather Quarantine Drive Time Radio. Shout out to the QTDR fam. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Go check that out. Fuck yeah. Nice. Thus far, nice. Yeah, that's right. I'm jumping in with <laughs> upcoming music. I'm excited about it. Right. Uh, I'll throw another out there. Do uh, it. A uh, female rapper named Cyrock. 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 Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Spell that for me. S a dash r o c. Okay. She's uh probably about a. I think was even last year. Last year, uh, Rhapsody, she was a pretty heavy female rapper that came out with a bomb album last oh, year. And I it's, love Rhapsody. Yeah, She's so yeah. good. Yeah. And that album is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think Cyrock is also another uh, person who should get recognition within the same field. Uh, she's done really great work. And I think her newest album, the sharecropper's daughter is a uh, is a really good album that just came out like on Friday, I think. So, nice. hmm. awesome! I'm totally gonna check that out. Good, good hip hop. Good, good hip hop. Is there other new music coming out? Cybertronic Spree just dropped a new EP. Oh, did they? Yeah, surprise EP. It's only like four tracks, and it's uh, they're covering uh, more of the like Vindicola stuff. From the Transformers motion picture soundtrack. Okay. Like their first out al- or their last album, uh, which was their, their, they did a whole Kickstarter thing for, uh, was the kind of pop and metal covers from that soundtrack. Right. And uh, the EP they dropped today is more of the, the Vindicola stuff. Hmm. Uh, super good. Nice. I love Cybertronic Spree. They're supposed to be here in December. We have tickets. I just don't know if i'm gonna feel comfortable being in a crowded environment in december yeah we're gonna to have to see how that goes yeah i don't know how that yeah especially if no, i feel that open. <laughs> i definitely yeah. feel that i need some tiny people i told people i'm like listen I, I if i'm chilling with people it's gonna be close friends Mm-hmm. no it's the truth it is the truth we um had an offer to play a show on halloween and Ooh, too close. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, yeah. I, I thought about it cause I, I, I really want to play shows. You know, I miss it. I miss playing mm-hmm. shows, mm-hmm. but damn. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't feel right. Not yet. Not yet. But that being said, our album's done now. And really? It, we're, we're, it's mixed and now it is in the mastering process and secret dog will have an album soon, which is pretty exciting. Who'd you guys send it out to have master? Oh, uh, Aethernaut is mastering. Oh, he's doing it in house. Yeah. We, um, they they split it. So 
Felix mixed and yeah. Daniel will master. Nice. So that they can have different ears on it. And, uh, you know, they, they, they know what they're doing. Hell yeah. So it, it helps. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it saves us some cash. I think we did a good album, though. I'm really excited about it. Good. You should always stand up for your own work, bro. That's right. Oh, I mean, it's not just it's not just mine. It's really, really, it's just being able to work with those two. Like, they did such an awesome job. Um, I mean, at the of, end of the day, this is kind of a local super group, right? I mean, it's three really talented solo performers who have come together to make an album. And it's stupid exciting. I can't wait to hear this record. Yeah. And we're friends, which is yeah. like, it makes it even better. What's um, better than making music with your freaking friends? Yeah. It's funny and frustrating, though, because we got like such a. We were almost done. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and then the world ended. Um, and then and then COVID happened, and the place we record is also a music school. Uh, and so once that happened, they shut down. Yep. And we're not allowing people inside. Yep. And so all of our work was saved on their computer and we could not access it for like almost half a year. And I'm sure we're not alone in in you know being that type of inconvenience for that's really frustrating that shit. but um God, it's it's great it's like within within the matter of a week and a half <laughs> we've been able to like go in and finish everything we needed to do you know if only we'd have known <laughs> alas um so yeah yeah we're you know it's it's late but it's almost done which is great super excited Good. well congrats man that's that's pretty huge, actually. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like we normally talk about gaming in this segment, and I'm we can like, throw it yeah. in there. I don't care. <laughs> we can do whatever we want in the middle segment. We can bump so, some music. We can play some games. That's right. We can. We can do whatever. So here's a fun thing. Nature. I got, I got some uh, mini figures from a Kickstarter that Sweet. I signed up for. And when I say mini figures, I mean Dungeons and Dragons mini figures. Of, of course. And my daughters like to sit and paint them with me. Nice. Kind of have gotten into that. Um, and so my oldest wanted to get down on some painting. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to paint these four dwarves that I got yeah. from this um, Kickstarter that I'm about to look the name up of <laughs> <laughs> whilst, uh, whilst we talk. And I think I'm going to try and make them like regular NPCs. Nice. Oh, it's just the dwarves. Okay. The dwarves by Lance Wilkinson. So... This guy, they're all of the minifigures are dwarves, as I guess um, you can imagine. And I mean, it's right in the name. They're great. The quality's awesome, and they're just really creative and super fun. That's cool. And so I, I got four of them from from this Kickstarter, and I think they're just going to be a posse of traveling dwarves <laughs> that will just show up in campaigns. Nice. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So that's there's that. That's that's what I've been doing in my other spare time. 
when I'm not watching things or my kids or listening to music stuff. or stuff or whatever <laughs> or trying to make music. Yeah. yeah. I think uh. Most of my gaming time recently has gone towards the D and D campaign. I think we talked about a little bit before mm-hmm. my little world that I'm building. In fact, I just finished rolling up uh, a set of long-term NPCs myself. It's kind of a ship's crew, not pirates, but, uh, you know, mostly above board business people who are running a legitimate shipping business. But you know how that goes. Sure. And uh, they're going to be a lot of fun. I expect them to take part in most of the little quests that I run in that world. Yeah. Excited about that. Was I did I mention the last time we talked? Uh, I've I finally got off my ass and plugged my Xbox back in, and uh, am yeah, and I'm finally giving Red Dead Redemption Two the fair shake that I wish I had given it last year. Uh, holy fucking shit! This is the most gorgeous game I've ever played in my life. I've I've never seen something as graphically pleasing as this. What game was that? Sorry. Red Dead Redemption 2? Ah, uh, gotcha. Yes. I played that a one very, long. very, 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 very lovely game. I, like uh, it's, so far, it's not hitting me in the feels the way Red Dead Redemption did. No, fucking don't. don't, don't pff, buddy, you, about to, you ain't. <laughs> you have no idea what you are going to approach. Oh, I, I, can, I can imagine. Rockstar never disappoints uh, on, on the writing front, so... And it really um, depends on all all the things that you've done too, because in unlike the first one where it was pretty straightforward, yeah, uh, it back, was kind of on rails. Yeah, this one, uh, kind of like you know, depending on how you play it and everything, the outcome it could be vastly different. Really? Ooh, yeah, that's neat. Really? God, not, not in the like uh, in the full game, but there is a a point. In that game where depending on how you play and what you're doing and yada, yada, yada can mm-hmm. play into the fact that, you know, the outcome will change. Interesting. Well, I just uh, started, I think it's chapter four where the the crew has to move down to San Denis and find what's the kid's name? Jack Marston's kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I just started that chapter. So I don't think I'm very actually very far into the storyline even. Uh, uh you're you're pretty deep. Yeah. Um you you're pretty deep. Um I would say that you're not halfway but you're you're getting there and stuff like you you're if you're at the plantation point uh, of the story where Jack is missing and stuff like that, yeah, you're getting there. Yeah, like we're so we've we've bailed on the plantations after burning one of them or both of them to the ground. And yeah, yeah I just a, did it's the intense. It's, <laughs> it's it, it has really gotten that way. And it's funny how drastically the feel of the game changes when you go from these wide open spaces to this filthy, disgusting little port town. That's, right. you know, obviously an analog for for New Orleans and stupid accurate in terms of like just that grungy, swampy feel. I yeah, I can't wait to see where the next chapter goes. I'm having a lot of fun with it. It is a great game. Uh, Mm -hmm. Probably one of the best that came out of that year uh, whenever it came out. 
that t- told a great story, great graphics. The feel of it feels very almost real world like. Yeah. Like it- and, you know, there's a funny thing, but what makes a big difference for me is <laughs> it's it's such a dumb little thing. But when I when I push the walk stick, the guy walks, right? Mm-hmm. Arthur walks. If I want to run, I have to push another button to make him run. Most mm-hmm. games, you push the walk stick and you run by default. And I'm a big man, y'all. I don't run anywhere. So it immediately makes it harder for me to suspend disbelief and like achieve immersion. But the just the the pace of life that happens in Red Dead 2 is fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's got a really crazy, great ecosystem. It really does. One of the best games I've came that came out. I'll hear very many people talking about, but um it's even getting a PlayStation 5 port ish mm. in a sense is Devil May Cry 5. Ooh. That game was one of the best action games to come out for I think last year. Maybe the year before. I think last year though. But damn, what a fun game and what a game that gave me four technically like three different characters and they all played like differently from vastly differently from one another and, uh, in their own little world. I like when I like when games can give you that kind of variety. Right. You know, instead of like here's characters that uh have pretty much the exact same moveset. <laughs> like <laughs> just do the same shit. Right. Have fun. Look different. Uh- yeah, this one is just crazy, like, you know, how everyone plays and but it told a fun story if if it, you know, be it a little bit, you know, full of holes. But um, nonetheless, like the if anything, the action of the game itself and stuff drives it very, very forward. It's it looks it looks stunning and it plays very, very well. Capcom did a great job on this during the Steam summer sale. I bought, okay, I see it now. Uh, I actually bought a Devil May Cry HD collection, which has the first three games, which I've played. I've never played four. I've never played five. Do I need to play four before I play five? Slightly, because four does introduce a character that is now a mainstay in the series. Okay. Story wise, storyline wise, not really, uh, but it does add a little bit more if you know who that one extra character is. Sure. Well, that's, that can, right there is worth it for me. I'm enough of a completionist that, like, if it ties in really at all, I I probably want to play it. Yeah, it, it doesn't like the storyline has nothing to do with one another, like slightly and stuff. Besides what you already know from Devil May Cry one through three. Right. But because, I mean, Dante's just the shit, so. Those are the games that really kind of turned me on to the the really fast-paced kind of hack and slash mm-hmm. kind of game. Yeah. I yeah, think no, I, I agree. God, what, Devil May Cry, the original was, what, PS2, right? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. That sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember playing that shit back in the day. It was fun. Oh. 
I remember sometimes playing and the frustration also <laughs> behind those games too. Like sometimes they were ridiculous. Devil May Cry th- uh, three was just, oh. or was it two? No, it was three. It was just like I was like, why is this so hard? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they upped the ante in the third one. And now, okay, now follow me here. In terms of the the hack and slash adventure game, I feel like Devil May Cry walked so that God of War could run. Like they've got that same kind of feel, that same fast paced, you know, ten thousand enemies on the screen that you have to, you know, you know, your character is super overpowered, so you just get to experience the joy of really just fucking up a room full of minions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That same kind of feel. It is. Yeah. I feel like that's something they've really perfected in God of War. I feel like their mechanics are just vastly different, like between like, you know, God of Wars, uh, or at least I I mean, I don't know if you played the recent God of War or not. A little Um, bit, yeah. I haven't um, finished it, but I've played it. And even that one is in a sense is slightly different from like the original God of War. They've like made such a a vast change and stuff, but Devil oh, May yeah. Cry, like they, they, like you know, while God of War, you can, sw- you know what? I take it back. I'll just agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> and on because, that note, be- because we're going to take a break. It. Oh wait, nope. Yeah, finish your thought. No, finish your thought. Never mind. Well, I'm sorry. Saying, I thought. Uh, I thought. Just, I thought we were good. No, you're good. Uh, just thinking about it, I think that the, you know, they're both. Uh, similar in the style that they play and stuff. Um, yeah, in it's, terms I mean, they're, of they're, you, you point in a direction and you mash a bunch of buttons until you see a smear of blood. That <laughs> it, the spirit well, it, of I mean, play is kind of the same. In you both get to cases. switch weapons around quite a bit and everything mm-hmm. toggling between everything, and that's how you build up your combo system within those games. And sure. they they are just and with Devil, I, I don't know. God of War just seemed like it was a lot. I got I got a handle of it easier while Devil May Cry just was just like balls to the wall. Like I switched so much and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing now, but mm-hmm. it was so fun still. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, now let's take a break. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Fine. So NXT TakeOver was last night. Yes, it was. I stopped giving Vince McMahon money. (laughs) So um, tell us about NXT TakeOver, Reese. Awesome. From uh, the the new arena that they've uh, given us. And so, new, new location or just new gear in the old location? New gear in the old location. They've expanded the space quite a bit, and they've added their LED um, things for the okay. crowd as That's well. Um, but, yeah, um, it looks good. Um, but in terms, uh, all the wrestling was just awesome, though. Like, every every match on that card just I saw Finn was, Balor's name floating around uh, media today. I, I assume he had a pretty big night. Main event um, versus Kyle O'Reilly, and that was probably match of the night and could be, I think, match of the year candidate. Really? Oh, yeah. nice. It was so stiff, dude. Like, I couldn't believe how much 
the striking and everything, how different it was to see that in a in in WWE, especially like NXT too as well, where they were just like the match, everything that they did, they made sense. They sold well mm-hmm. to every focus point that they did. And um yeah, Kyle O'Reilly deserves his time time and spotlight because that was just really, really good, well really well wrestled match from them both. Mm. I saw it ended uh, with a handshake, which I always appreciate. Yeah. So he, it, it was just crazy to see see that stiff match. But everyone else on that card was good. Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae was really, really good, mm-hmm. um, as expected. Uh, Swerve Scott, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus... Um, Oh, I'm already forgetting forgetting his name. <laughs> that's like Escobar, but I that's not right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to find that name. But that they were the the cruiserweight title was on the line, and um, it um uh, it was that was a very another match that looked like it was very very hard hitting. Oh, Santos Escobar. I was right. Escobar. Thank you. That Go ahead. Go Escobar. With it. Boom. <laughs> um, that was a really good, uh, well-paced match uh, with a bunch of high-flying. Like, that was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gargano versus Damian Priest was good for mm-hmm. what it was. Like, Gargano being a super heel right now, he's just making me... <laughs> Uh, some of the some of the crap that he's doing is just funny as hell and stuff. But at the same time, he's doing. I think he's doing a well job at being a heel. Mm-hmm. I like then, Gargano uh, as a heel. He's he's yeah. good at it. Yeah, especially him and his wife now. Like he's like doing all these weird. We're we're together and we're this evil couple <laughs> type mm-hmm. of like bits mm-hmm. now. They're really funny. That helps. That's uh, always then, a good. Gag. Yeah, it's it's good when you can both sell it. Yeah. R- right. Uh, then uh, Kushida versus Velveteen Dream was really, really good. Another, uh, like, every match seemed like it was just, like, super hard-hitting. Like, mm. everyone was a lot more stiffer um, stri- and, like, stri- actually putting in their strikes. Sounds like the old kicks. NXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it was a really good card. Like, really, everything um, everything on that night went very, very, uh, yesterday went very, very well. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah, what you got 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 against NXT Hobbs? <laughs> Nothing. I actually, you know, of of the brands, enjoy NXT the most, but I just don't want to pay Vince McMahon money mm. on a monthly basis. I won't mm-hmm. do it. I won't. So well, they've thrown quite a bit of uh, new wrestling stuff on the network, which I'm actually very happy about. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. A German 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 uh, wrestling uh, called WXW. Which yeah, is, that's where Walter's from, right? Yeah, and uh, a couple of the other. What is that? The Imperium. Yeah. Imperium. Some of the members from Imperium are from there. Uh, various people were on there too. Tony Storm was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Russian guy was on there, right? Yeah, uh, Dragonov was you there. Go. Thank you. As well, so it, yeah, uh, and then they threw on progress. They they've thrown on a lot into the network and stuff. That's uh, like some of the indie uh, wrestling and 
uh, wrestling events and everything, stuff that were really, really fun. That's cool. Yeah, I can dig mm-hmm. that. I, I'm, I'm still not going to pay for it. <laughs> but if you want to drop well, me, not, if you want to drop say, me some login credentials, I'm about to say I'm not even selling you. I'm not trying to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, AEW's doing AEW stuff. Watching the elite be weird, which is entertaining. Um, <laughs> but really, I I am in enjoying what's going on with the oh damn it what is the evil society or the evil group mm. with evil uno no idea or wait a minute what the dark order there you go what wait I, a minute. I, why, why, why am i wait a minute why am i the one that had to pull that out yeah, of my why did ass you to, why did for, you have to remind for, me of for, that for, for, from you who are who is an aw mark <laughs> mark they're just. <laughs> I, I'm, no. I'm sorry. I should have never said that. Like that's no, it's actually okay. terrible. It's okay. It's okay. I I, you take that back. I feel like I had it coming. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I've actually I'm really enjoying the storyline that's going on there, and I'm interested to see like where it goes. I have a feeling this is going to come down to Colt Cabana versus Brody Lee for the TNT Championship. But I wonder, will it come down to the leadership of the Dark Order? And I'm interested to see where that goes. Because they're such a weird group. <laughs> like, they're so, it's so like ragtag, and it's like they're like the lovable miscreants. <laughs> you know, like they all, they all are looking for like Brody Lee's approval and affection, and he is like, an abusive boyfriend or like parent it's amazing i love it i just i i really enjoy the dynamic and um i'm interested to see like where that goes also the parking lot fight between santana and ortiz and best friends was fucking brutal Mm. brutal y'all uh wow I was impressed with the uh, the level of violence that happened <laughs> in this parking lot match. People got thrown through a lot of cars, oh, into a lot of cars, slammed by hoods of cars. There was some shit, man. That was that was rough. Hmm. They looked hurt by the end of that match. They all looked hurt. They probably were. They probably were. But uh, best friends won, and then hopped in. Uh, in Trent's mom's minivan, <laughs> she drove them away. <laughs> uh, yeah, storylines like that just really crack me the fuck up because it uh, is wholesome, but also just absurd. Like, it's so dumb. Why is Trent's mom there? <laughs> Why is she in the storyline? I don't, I don't get it, but I like it. Well, you know why why she was there again because oh, she was I there previously. I know why okay. she was there. Yes, I understand like, why I just, why was she there to begin with? <laughs> you know, like the concept of her driving them to the ring was funny enough, but like the fact that they just keep bringing her back um, and like 
having people torment her and destroy her minivan and shit is... That's hilarious. It is. It's really funny. It's funny to me that they can make a concept like the best friends work and then like throw Orange Cassidy in and none of it should have worked, but it all did. I love Orange Cassidy. Like it all works. And it, I think, became way more popular than they anticipated. And I feel like they're still trying to figure out like what to do with it. Hey, the audience has changed, man. It's... You know, you're not you're not trying to sell tickets to the same people you were 20 years ago. That's true. It's because we're not teenagers anymore. That's right. <laughs> the, the you know the yeah. I, I don't want to watch Lita strip and uh, uh, you know hop in bed with Edge or whatever um, type shit. Is, yeah, was going on 20 years ago. No. Yeah, none of that. I'm okay with some some weird twists. Sure. I I think any time that something like professional wrestling can really embrace humor. That's not, you know, over the top and super edgy and, you know, and, and not have it be cheesy. Right. It's is so, it's so good. Well, I think, you know, um, and, and some of this could be attributed to some of the things that Reese was talking about earlier in, in some of these matches on NXT was, a lot of these guys went to Japan mm-hmm. and they were taught not just a, a more brutal wrestling style. Right. Um, but also how to kind of like m- create more of a story in the ring, mm-hmm. not just dramatic, but c- comedic. Sure. You know, like New Japan, in my opinion, has some of the best comedy wrestling. I would agree um, with that. And they're good at it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even even the worst heels can be fucking funny. Mm. It's it's good. You know, that's a dynamic I think other wrestling companies could learn from. But I think it's something that these guys have really, like, drawn on, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, like, expanded upon. And it's and, proven to be a lucrative decision. Oh, totally. But they, you know, they've kind of, in a sense... Taking a lot better that. on your body. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the truth. Boy, howdy. That is the truth. Um, that's why Toru Yano will be wrestling way longer than most of New Japan's <laughs> roster. Yeah, he's just going to keep on pulling out tape out of his jock strap and just, like, yeah, taking yeah, everyone. You know, <laughs> to throw in turnbuckles at people. It's a good gimmick, you know? <laughs> the coach, on the other hand... Is a way less forgiving comedy like acts. <laughs> he takes way more punishment. Mm. Still fucking funny though. But like, it was that was one of the things I always really appreciated about the Bullet Club. Is you know you see all of these for like non Japanese wrestlers kind of on occasion adapt to that style mm-hmm. and they'll come to a whole match like it. You know, and it I I really liked that. But watching them kind of put that into practice in a new company or a different company, mm-hmm. I I enjoy a lot. Hell yeah. Because um, we get, I think there's a lot of flack and feedback for their lack of, I think, scripted story. Sure. Which is way different from WWE. Yeah. And uh, I would I would much rather have a story told in the ring, though. 
That's, but I think that's totally the thing is like one company's trying to tell that kind of story and the other's yeah. trying, you know, trying to tell a different story. Uh, it's not to say that wrestlers in one company are better than the other. No, no, Because no, no, they're no. great. It's just that type of storytelling for me is entertaining. Yeah. And WWE has a habit of maybe overemphasizing that story. Maybe. And turning it a little trashy. <laughs> Are not you... to say that not okay, to say that gonna... ADW doesn't have trashy stories. I was because about they to do. fucking say holy I shit. Wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> that it's it's America and New Japan. And we're and having like... tra- well, okay. That's true. New Japan does have some trash stories. Everyone has their their problems. They have their, their own versions moments. of trash. Yeah, like you know, we and they all I'm not do. saying a little a little bit of trashiness is okay. It's entertaining. Well, I mean, it provide like you know, it's a it's a way to drive these wrestlers in some direction and everything. Because I For mean, sure. you can have a roster filled with people and just not have much to do with some of these folks. Some of these people just sit back and catering, which is kind of sad. Like you know, these oh, are totally yeah great athletes and everything and stuff. But that's like all across every company that does that mm-hmm. where like, they'll try to throw some, throw us fans a bone and be like, here, like, what do you think about this character? And a majority of people will shit completely on that. And, and yeah. then it will, it, people won't get pushed because of that. And then they only get it like a couple weeks, <laughs> you know, to like even right? test that, test that character out, you know? So yeah. it's, and I mean, um, it's, it's intense. It sucks, but <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, and you see that a lot, you know, I think you saw that with like Rusev day, you know, <laughs> like, I think that's a perfect example of, yeah, but I, I, well, I mean, maybe of, opposite example, but like, you well, know, I'll be one, one of those, those people that said that I didn't, I wasn't like, I liked Rusev day, but I wasn't so much of an overlit fan of it that it made me think that it was going somewhere and in, in everything. Like, I don't agree with the way the that WWE put all that project out and then didn't do much with it. But I also didn't feel like it was going anywhere. It was just Rusev Day. That was it. And and there was no definition to what this really was, which I was kind of lost about and which I towards the end where like, you know, they moved him to Raw and he started doing other things. I was just like, I, I don't I'm just not digging this. And I'm not even digging him in AEW as well. Like, Oh, I'm not either. It's just the same <laughs> move said. Like, uh, that really bummed me out. But it was just, it had that momentum. And I feel like they could have done something with it. And they were just like, they, sh- eh. they should have done something with it. But those, you know, we as fans have to actually take a little bit of the ball and run with it as well. Which, in some cases, we're not. Like, you know, especially with Rusev Day. Like, he should have, had, like, had a continuous t-shirt sales and he did not like he, mm-hmm. his sales weren't weren't there and it sucked like you know because there was some momentum for him and then it was either you know i would say it was kind of squashed by the fact that what was what is the definition of of day instead of just this nothing that everyone just cares about if you will mm. i mean it was very uh crowd participation heavy very very much Which, so it was like but that you know i think it's kind of like Festivus. to that point new day was able to do that and then take it 
They took and it to run. heights, though. Yeah, they <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm that. saying, though. Is like, like Rusev didn't have that, though. Like he didn't. But he run had the opportunity. It. That's I guess that's what I'm getting at. Is like that yeah. opportunity was there, and right. they totally could have like. I don't think like he, he gone. I don't, you know, I don't know where he would have went with it, other than like you know, we we you can only do so much with a man that roars at the camera and then th- <laughs> delivers a kick. Okay? But he had a microphone, like, like he had he had a mouthpiece, and the mouthpiece like that's that's I think what made Rusev they did day. not like him though. <laughs> like and I I don't know why, but they did yeah, not like. Just way unfortunate. Um, I feel like Aiden's but, a hard sell. Yeah, he's a dick, but like that's kind of what made him good. Like, I f- they, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they could have done something with that. That was good. Coming out repeatedly singing Rusev Day. I mean, come on now. Like, <laughs> where where are we going? We've got like a full month of it, and it just went nowhere. Hmm. <laughs> mm. All right. Yeah. Rusev Day. <laughs> Everyone Fucking- rides it. I, I like and I I used to like it, but at the same time, I was just like, I don't. Where now are you he's, going, man? <laughs> now he's the best man, and I don't now really the, like that either. Yeah, That's he's just weird. It's, he's got like his Gucci pants on, and he's the best man, and, and bleach blonde hair, blonde hair. It's like, dude, listen, like I like Bruce, like and and I want this to be strongly noted that I actually like the guy, like who or whatever his real name is, um, Nero. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really like him a lot. Like he, I've watched some of his Twitch stuff and everything. You see, he's a really great guy. Like, honestly, like, but as, as a standout wrestler and a character and stuff, the, the tank thing is the only thing I of merit that mm-hmm. I can name from, uh, from Rusev. Um, and he should have won that match. That is where I thought things were not good for him. When he did not win that match against John Cena coming out in that tank, he mm-hmm. he, he should have won Truth. that moment, and and that could have kept him riding a good high. But no, they had to give it to John. Yeah. Um, and so there, you know, from there and everything, I think that things just kind of tapered off and just kind of rode a, a downhill road and. I, I didn't like that. Like I wanted him to like ride this very good iconic heel character that I thought made sense, but mm-hmm. they didn't keep that going. And then we got face Rusev who was like Rusev day all the time. <laughs> yeah. So. Maybe, maybe that was the issue. Maybe it was that Rusev day was a face thing. Mm, Rusev yeah. day could have been a great heel thing. True. Yeah. And, and maybe that's what they were aiming at. I mean, New like, Day's New Day's whole shtick started out as a heel shtick. It did. It's true. Yeah. And they wrote, and it, the the thing, the crazy thing about the New Day is that their crowd participation was off the key. Like they knew how to just drive people, especially yep. when Kofi went uh, heel and everything. It just it it was like they were just themselves in this obnoxious way, and it made sense. And it was like people didn't like you either liked it or hated it, but you thought it was still entertaining when they came yeah, out being exactly. goofballs. Well, and it's been said a million times by a thousand wrestlers that the best gimmicks aren't gimmicks that the best gimmicks are just you as a wrestler turned up right right stone cold steve austin Mm -hmm. it's it's just 
Steve Austin turned up. That's it. Yep, I agree. The Rock as well, like that. Yeah, I, that that flows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in this shocking moment, and this is going to kind of blow some minds here, maybe because they y'all haven't been up on WWE programming, but Roman Reigns' slow transition into heel mm-hmm. is just. It should have been done a long time ago, but at the same time, I think that it's going so goddamn well. It, it's it a beautiful thing. The wait. I've yeah, it was almost for, worth the wait. I've been saying for years that the, the only way Roman Reigns works is as a heel. Yeah. I, they they should have done this years ago. And this just works because he's got a, a pretty good, like he's been doing both of the talking and everything, even though he's paired up with Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. But that feels like a mistake. It, it's It makes sense, though. It's working like it, it is truly working like he's. Like, it's not that he's hogging the microphone from Paul. It's mm-hmm. like Paul's like acting like his con- con- consort in a sense. Mm. And Roman's like doing the man most behind of this. the scenes sort of thing. Yeah. Like, and he's okay. like, he's like the, this guy who's like the, like right now they're doing a tribal, chi- the tribal chief storyline where Roman's like, I'm the one that sits at the head of the table and Jimmy and everyone else, like they just sit back and, you know, eat off of my, my table and everything. <laughs> and it, it's like, wow. Like I didn't think that would, <laughs> that could carry as a storyline, but it is like, he's, he no longer has his vest anymore. He comes out in a shirtless, which I mean, the man's physique was already good. That mm-hmm. vest just made him look stupid. <laughs> God, I hated that vest. I hated. Yeah, that it vest. was it was a poor decision. Mm. Um, so like, I thought it was just like I'm blown away that they've carried this and their last uh the last uh big WWE pay per view, not NXT, but the one before it, mm-hmm. which I can't remember what it's called. But Roman versus Jay was really, really good. It told a good story. Like hmm. it told a right, a, a good righteous story that Jay was like tired of the the tribal chief just like taking all the good products and keeping it for himself. He wanted to go out, challenge him, and try to take his title and say that he could sit at the head of the table. But Roman is just being so mean <laughs> during this whole match against Jay, just like beating the other, the ever, ever living crap out of him nice. <laughs> most of the match. And you're just like, like that's classic wrestling in a sense. Like yeah, that, yeah. that's the, that is the, the, the crafted storytelling that I look for in a lot of my wrestling mm-hmm. uh, when it's usually up on a high caliber. I, you know, I try not to look at that for new Japan until wrestle kingdom. That's when you know that they're like, Oh, okay. We, we need to put in our time for this. <laughs> so that's when things drop. <clears throat> that's when right. people get mean. So I think that, you know, uh, they're they're doing a very really, really good job with that, and it's I'm happy to see someone that I hated for so long <laughs> get their documented in this podcast. Yes, <laughs> yes, documented. <laughs> but hated for so long, and he's just now like this thing that I'm interested in. It's scary. Like, don't 
do that to me. I don't want to be touched <laughs> like that. Oh, I, I don't want this Roman Reigns love. No, don't touch me like that. Why? Why am I still looking? Oh, that's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, wait one second. Okay, do it. I have news. I have oh. actual news. So Ooh. last week okay, we discussed uh, Rick Moranis and what's been going on in his life. I heard about this. We have this week in Rick Moranis' watch. Our fellow was walking down the sidewalk somewhere in the West Village, and some motherfucker runs up, no reason, no no rhyme, and just fucking punches Rick Moranis in the head. Put him in the hospital. Protect Rick Moranis. Protect so. Rick Moranis. New York, you need to step up. What was that? That should never have happened. Y'all motherfuckers are slipping. <laughs> Don't make me turn this car around. <laughs> New York. Seriously. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. First of all, I need to know a couple of things. <laughs> okay. Was this a black person that did it? No, it was a white dude with a beard. Big old hippie oh, motherfucker. Oh, damn it. <laughs> okay. Like so a big, big wookie looking motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? What black person is just running around hitting just this old white dude? <laughs> I mean, there's video of it. Like, they, yeah, yeah, there was Brand. a security camera. A, I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> a small guy. Yeah. Like, why, yeah. Why, are you, why are we running up on Rick Moranis, y'all? <laughs> I mean, of all people, Rick Moranis is like the nicest guy in the universe. That guy was like, I've waited years to see this guy on the street. I haven't <laughs> seen him in forever. <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, the kids too suck. Bam. <laughs> I wanted movies this last 20 years. Bam. Like, what is the, what, why? No. Why aren't that you in is- Ghostbusters 3, smack? That is cold-blooded. I mean, is cold-blooded. <laughs> Thank wow. you, Rick James. Wow. <laughs> Take it away, Hobbs. Rick Moranis watch. <laughs> well, you guys heard it here first. We, uh, we have created a thing. And um, if Rick Moranis has updates, y'all, we're going to share them. That's right. Rick Moranis watch 2020. Only these two dudes are going to share this shit. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Ann Hobbs. I'm 2-Ton21. And this is it for Miss Afro. We are out, y'all. Thanks for sticking around. Just as you please, create a formula and bring the world to its knees. There's no one in the sky anymore. His friends have all died. Took his right